Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be recapping St. Louis Blues 4-1 victory over the Montreal Canadiens. We're also going to be previewing tonight's game against Trevor Zegras and the Anaheim Ducks. We're also going to be talking about Jake Allen. But before we hop into that, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you're sipping on us with your cup of coffee, listening to us on your morning commute, or just listening to us around the house, we thank you guys so much for that. Uh, It really keeps us going, and we know these short episodes are our big reason of why it's so consumable. And we want to be part of your daily routine. We want we want to be familiar with guys, and we want you guys to be familiar with us. So, like I said, thank you so much for late for making us your first listen of the day. So let's hop right into it. The Blues defeated their old friend Jake Allen in his homecoming, his first visit to St. Louis since uh, being moved. A four to one victory. It never really felt like the Blues were uh, out of control or didn't have control of this game. It felt like uh, they facilitated. They drove the offense. Uh, they did all the little things that you expect from a playoff contending team against a Montreal Canadiens team that's kind of been struggling this season, especially without Carey Price. That's Those are big shoes to fill. Uh, moved Philip Deneau in the offseason, who's a big defensive part of that team, and I think a big reason why they shut teams down so efficiently in the playoffs. Uh, so I don't really know where Montreal is going to be at. They've got firepower, and they've got guys like Cole Caulfield, They've got guys like Tyler Toffoli. Well, Toffoli's hurt now, but uh, kind of a rough season for them. So for the Blues, you, you'd love to see them uh, go out and handle their business, and that's exactly what they did for all three periods, 60 minutes. I felt like they controlled the game. Um, even with a decimated lineup, Jake Wallman missing now, Billy Huso missing now, Charlie Lindgren, I thought, played a fantastic game. He's got the mustache to match. Guy just an absolute beauty. And I get it's a small sample size, but that was kind of one of my takeaways from the game is that I, I get it's a small sample size and I get it's against Montreal, but it really looked like Charlie Lindgren uh, was capable of being a backup goalie just as much as Billy Huso is. So um, that could be something to keep an eye on moving forward. I think, I don't know if Josh and I have talked about it on the podcast before, but we've definitely had the conversation before that at some point Jordan Bennington is going to need rest, right? And We've kind of seen that at times, especially last season, Vili Husso struggled. Uh, Vili Husso's looked sound this year, but the more goalies you can have in your stable, the better. The more you can kind of distribute that workload to keep Jordan Bennington as fresh and engaged as possible come playoff time. I think it's going to benefit you in the long run. So for the Blues to not only have Vili Husso and Charlie Lindgren, who look pretty sound in, in terms of backup roles, especially Lindgren coming in uh, almost cold turkey, given all the all the circumstances that the Blues are going through right now. But you've also got uh, Joel Hofer waiting in the wings, and you also got Colton Ellis waiting in the wings. So there are a lot of teams in the NHL that have goaltending issues, and they don't have a plan B, a plan C, or a plan D before the Blues to have, uh, like I said, that much depth at the position. It's always nice to keep that, keep that cupboard full, and I think Doug Armstrong has gone on record as saying that. So anytime you can get a guy that's, going to increase your goaltending stable in the room and it's only going to make your team better especially from a practicing standpoint if you're shooting on adequate goaltenders 
all practice long, it's going to make your shooters better too. So I think uh, iron sharpens iron, and for the Blues, I think that's kind of the focal points that they that they drill home and all of their players is like make each other better every single day and having good goalies in your system like they have currently uh, is absolutely taking part in that. But it's always a next man up mentality with this team and it kind of has to be at this point, right? Because like I said, this roster is pretty decimated in terms of COVID and in terms of injuries, but it sounds like hopefully the Blues will be getting some guys back soon here. But in the meantime, they're having guys come up and contribute immediately from Springfield. And uh, I know Charlie talked about that in his post-game press conference. It's like you almost have some kind of pressure to come in and immediately contribute, right? If you're Because there's been a, a streamline of guys from Springfield like Dakota Joshua, like Scott Perunovich, like Logan Brown that come in and immediately contribute and step right into their role in the NHL and look like they don't miss a beat, right? So for Charlie... It, it kind of falls in line with that. But like I said, I thought he played fantastic. I thought Dakota Joshua uh, getting his first goal of the season was big news, and it was a highlight reel one at that. Dude looked like he had great hands for a fourth-line, uh, quote, plug. The guy's playing out of his mind. I thought he was one of the best players on the ice for the St. Louis Blues. But I believe Logan Brown had an assist, and so did the new guy, Matthew Pekka, uh, who got called up just days ago and immediately comes in and contributes too. So uh, for the Blues to have the depth that they do, and we talked about that at the beginning of the season, right? It's like this is one of the deepest teams in the league, and at some point their depth is going to be tested, right? And their depth is absolutely being tested now to the point where it's not even their depth. It's, it's full-blown their depth all the way to the AHL level, and even then all the way down to the to the bare bones of this team and to the AHL level, they're still uh, coming and contributing and getting key performances uh, from not from big-name players but from players that are filling in and getting an opportunity to show what they're made of and they're taking advantage of that. But it can't just be the new guys too, right? You have to have guys that are making the big bucks step up in times like this too, right? And thankfully for the St. Louis Blues, Pavel Bushnevich and Ryan O'Reilly have been carrying a lot of the weight of this team on their shoulders. Bujnevich has 10 points in his last seven games, and O'Reilly has seven points in those seven games. So we asked about it in earlier episodes when all this stuff was going down. It's like, okay, David Perron is out. All these Robert Thomas is out. There's going to have to be guys that step up in terms of a skill position and in terms of uh, point production for the St. Louis Blues. Who is it going to be? And at the time, we said Ryan O'Reilly wasn't having the point production that we expected from him, and Pavel Buchnevich was still kind of figuring things out, and lo and behold, uh, look who steps up in the moments of adversity, but the two guys we were talking about, so it's pretty cool to see that. Uh, I expect them to keep that trend throughout the rest of the season, even when Rob Tom comes back, even when David Perron comes back, even when this team looks uh, completely healthy, giving them the confidence right now to know that they can go out and put pucks in the back of the net, and can go out and create plays, and can go out Uh, and get points on a nightly basis, I think is great for the development of this team as a whole, the team chemistry, uh, and everyone buying into that mindset. Now, one mindset that I've personally bought into is the Built Bar mindset, because this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, and that is Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and it's high in protein. You can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There are so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing, 
Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, or my personal fa- favorite, raspberry cheesecake? Maybe you're a cookies and cream or a peanut butter brownie person. Whatever flavor you choose, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. You need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's the season of peace and love. And if you want to cozy up with something warm, here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. Let it melt a little bit and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. So be sure to have a couple napkins on hand and maybe a fireplace too. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs if so. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein as well. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, while you're there, check out our friends over at Stance. Now, I've been hearing a lot about Stance. Uh, I- I'm not so keen on the basketball realm, but I do play NBA 2K. And in my career, you can always get uh, sure to sure to get an endorsement from Stance. And so I- I've always heard about them as being uh, one of the prime sock brands, uh, but never really knew much until uh, they started advertising for Locked On. I did my research. They are some of the most comfortable socks I've ever seen in my my life. They do collaborations with Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, The Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter, Disney, Marvel, Bob Marley, Major League Baseball, NBA, Pixar. And to be able to do those collaborations, you obviously have to have a very, very high-end product. And it's not just the comfortability and the softness of these socks, but the durability and the quality as well. They were founded in 2009, so they've been doing it for a hot minute. Uh, They represent a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. So it's not even just socks. It's underwear and active apparel as well. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. At Stance, the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, and those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, so moving on, Jake Allen's first game back in St. Louis. Uh, after being moved from the team he was with for seven years, I believe. 289 games played with the St. Louis Blues, a Stanley Cup, a 913 save percentage in his time here, and the second winningest Blues goalie of all time. He saved 33 of 37 shots on the night, which is pretty good, all things considered. Uh, the Canadians' defense has been abysmal all season long. They're kind of in disarray trying to figure out uh, what to do and where to go with their season from here. But Jake Allen spoke to Lou Korak after the game in the post-game press conferences, uh, and Lou asked him about his return to St. Louis, and Jake said, it's honestly been emotional, to be honest. I'm not an emotional guy very much, but I've been here since I was 17. I think every day since I left, I realize how great this place was for me on and off the ice. Me and my family, so many friends, 
My best friends are still on that team. Friends away from the rink. It's almost like a second home to me. It means a lot to be here. And on what he means to the fan base, Jake Allen said, I think as time went on or goes on, I think I have a realistic picture of the good and the bad days were like here. But I think at the end of the day, I think for me, it was more about being a better person, a hockey player here. And I think that's why I still have a lot of connections with the city. I think I've made a lot of friends, lifelong people that I'm going to be connected with forever. And it's a special place. I definitely miss it. So the Blues put a little, put together a little tribute video for him. Uh, fans gave him a standing ovation. He even admitted to getting a little bit emotional. Uh, but he also said that just going through the city and going through warm-up uh, was also a lot. Had to, had a lot to do with that those emotion as well. And he also said there were a lot of signs. It was nice to see. It was good. I didn't know how I was going to feel about this game. A little bit anxious to start. I just wanted to get it going, but obviously didn't start very well. I think he gave up a goal in the first period to Buchnevich that uh, was a little bit rough. But he just he said he just wanted to give it all his all out there, and it's a hell of a hockey town. So when he was talking about uh, the sign in warm up, I was actually so I was actually at the game. Uh, Leah, obviously, if you're on Blues Twitter, you know how big of a fan of Jake Allen Leah is. So decided we'd go down there and uh, see what's going on in warm ups. And there was this kid holding a sign uh, that said, "Jake Allen, can I get a puck or a stick? I wear number 34 because of you." Uh, and it had a little picture of him playing like pee wee hockey, which I thought was really cute and adorable. But I- I'm sure that that's going to draw the waterworks from anybody, right? Especially from a guy that had been here so long and gave so much to the organization day in and day out and uh, ended with a Stanley Cup because of it. But uh, when Jake Allen talked about what he means to this fan base, that's kind of the topic that I want to touch on. I know that when Bennington was coming up and when there was always, it seemed like there was always goalie controversies with Brian Elliott, with Carter Hutton, and obviously with Jake Allen. But I think at the end of the day, in the heat of the moment, a lot of times it's easy. And I feel like for any t- hockey team, you always have to find... I mean, right now it's Scandella. Everyone everyone has to find a scapegoat as to why this team is being held back or why this team uh, didn't win the Stanley Cup. And it's a lot easier to place all that blame on one person as opposed to a system or an organization or a, a series of unfortunate events that didn't happen, right? And so I think... un fairly so at times and sometimes maybe a little bit more fairly but Jake Allen was the target of a lot of scrutiny uh in his time here and I think it was penultimately it was a combination of uh, these fans won a Stanley Cup we feel like we're so close and it it just seemed like there were some games where Jake Allen was playing absolutely out of his mind there were some games that he wasn't and that's just the nature of the beast, and you can't really expect... I mean, there's superstars in this league for a reason, right? And a lot of times, uh, the average players and the players, even that are above average, you can't expect them to be uh, superstars every single game consistently. I mean, that's a very select few of players. So um, Expectations, I feel like, can lead to a lot of angry emotions and a lot of aggravation, not only from fans, but from the players as well. And I think... uh, like we talked about at the time of the trade, I think getting Jake Allen a fresh start was huge for him, and we've seen that in his success over in Montreal. I think he's been fantastic as the backup for Carey Price, and especially right now as the starter, he's he's done more than an adequate job of, of doing his best for the team over there, also in a very, uh, very rabid hockey market, so 
What I love about this city and what I love about its fans are hindsight is always 2020, and I feel like this fan base always realizes that, right? So in the heat of the moment when whether you were on Team Jake Allen or Team Jordan Bennington or Team Carter Hutton or Team Brian Elliott, now looking back at those years where we had Jake Allen and that series against Minnesota and uh, that flying stick save and all those great memories with him, it's all of those great memories – far outweigh the bad ones and I think from what I experienced at the game last night and what I experienced uh, in a day-to-day life in St. Louis I feel like Blues fans and Cardinals fans and any sports fans in St. Louis are acknowledgeable of that uh, and realize just how much of an impact Jake Allen made not only on the St. Louis Blues hockey team in the time that he was here but on the community as well and I think for that I will forever be grateful for Jake Allen for being the second most winning goalie in Blues franchise history uh, but also beyond that a stand-up human being and the epitome of what it means to be a model St. Louisan so I would hope that after his career is over uh, he comes back and makes his stay in St. Louis and joins the Alumni Association one of the best alumni associations in the league. We're going to be right back with our preview of tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks. But first, Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports at Bet Online, where the game starts. We'll be right back. Tonight at 7 p.m., the Anaheim Ducks come to town on the second game of a back-to-back for them as well as the St. Louis Blues. So Stolars and Gillies will probably be in net uh, for both teams tonight. But this is a matchup coming shortly after Trevor Zegras performed the first alley-oop in NHL history, passing the puck uh, Michigan-esque from behind the net to the front of the net to Sonny Milano, who swatted it out of midair into the goal there's been a lot of takes about this one especially from torts but i'm gonna go on record and say that this is one of the most exciting goals i've seen uh in my lifetime as an nhl fan and it's something that we've never really seen before right i mean datsuk tried it in a game before i don't really necessarily know if he was trying to flip it to someone in particular but he was just trying to pass it from behind the net and got it to the front of the net, but it wasn't an alley-oop like Milano executed. So for Torts to go on media, airwaves, TV, radio, all this stuff, and say that this is bad for the game and it's teaching rookies that uh, to keep their head down and not think that some guy's going to come over and bundle them or whatever, it's just beyond me. He's like, oh, and back in my day, a rookie would have gotten benched if he tried that in a game. It's like, well, yeah, that's great. Whatever, 1970s, 1980s, I'm sure everyone loved that style of hockey where it was just a WWE match every day. Personally, for me, I would much rather see NHL plays consistently on SportsCenter's top 10 instead of 
baseball highlights and NBA highlights that are just kind of repetitive. And seeing that Trevor Zegras assist to Sonny Milano, that absolutely deserves a number one spot on that list. And so for guys, I I would much rather see players nowadays, and especially, I mean, Zegras is a rookie, right? Like this kid is young and he's already pushing the envelope of growing the game. So why are we trying to handcuff that and say, oh, it's not good for the game back in my day. Like it's just a completely different game now and it's disgusting. No, shut up, Torts. You're wrong. I would much rather see the most skilled players in the world keep pushing the envelope to see, oh, hey, let's try something new with the puck. Maybe this will work or maybe this will work. Almost as pioneers in the area of skill. Because I don't know if you guys have seen that guy on Instagram. I think his username is always hockey, but the guy just flips pucks like 30 feet up into the air, catches them like it's nothing, does windmills with his stick, and the puck still stays on the blade and then shoots and scores and like just does the most insane things I've ever seen uh, with a stick and puck. And I'm not saying, obviously this guy's not in the NHL, right? So he's not good enough to make the league uh, in terms of other facets of the game. But if guys who are grow up watching his videos and keep pushing the envelope of what they're able to do with a puck on the ice in the game. The ceiling for capabilities of what a hockey player is able to do on the ice will just be absolutely shattered. And that's what I'm hoping for. And that's what I want to see. I don't want to see this game revert back to Neanderthal guys just duking it out. Everybody loves a good fight, right? And I think it's great that the guy that hockey players facilitate their own game and kind of uh, if they see something that they don't like and the referees miss it, they, they're they able to enforce rules upon themselves and make sure that everyone's following the lines. I love that. I get that. I'm not trying to get rid of that. I'm just trying to promote the skill side a lot more so that ESPN gives them more time. It becomes a sexier sport. People aren't choosing MLB, NBA, NFL over NHL anymore. Like, Players become more marketable. Players get more endorsements. Players get on more commercials. And then players get higher salaries. We get more people wanting to play. You get a higher level of skill in the game. It all just supports itself, right? It's a great foundation. And I think Trevor Zegers is doing his part to keep pushing that narrative and keep pushing that envelope. So having him come to town, I would love to go to the game tonight. I might be looking at some last-minute ticket prices, to be honest, because I just think that guy plays with passion and he really just looks like a little kid having fun out there and I think at the end of the day that's what everyone loves to see in the NHL right it shouldn't be a job it should be I'm playing this for fun and oh by the way I'm getting paid millions of dollars and I feel like that is epitomized in Trevor Zegers so having him come to town with as hot as he is I believe he's on a pretty solid point tear right now having multiple assists in his last 10 games or so so it's going to be a test for our defense for sure. I feel like if there is a strong suit for the Anaheim Ducks, it is their offense more so than their defense. And so for that reason, my locked-on player of the game is going to be a defenseman for tonight's matchup against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, he's a guy that's taken large steps in his development. Looks like he fits right in at the NHL level. He's consistently been on the first line pairing these last couple of games, and I think that's absolutely where you want him, especially next to a guy as big as he is named Colton Pareko. So I'm going to go with Nico Mikola as my locked-on player of the game tonight. He's got one goal, two assists on the season. He had two assists against the Red Wings. I think he's going to be an absolute force tonight against 
a kind of skill and speed team like the Anaheim Ducks, I think his big body and physicality will be tough for them to match up against. So that is my locked on player of the game. And that is all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked On Blues and subscribe to us on YouTube and hit that bell for notifications. That way you never miss an episode. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 15 You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.